and with so with us and there we go we are ready we're excited good morning it is monday and what does that mean it is monday mindset this is carol sue aka Norny boss live from vera beach different angle today I mean, I had some problems myself with two sisters. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice Malolo, AKA Wellness Diva on that heart rate monitor. And yes, my feet hit that red mat at oh, dark hundred this morning. Feels so great to, um, you know, the start of a new week, new things, new month. Well, actually not a new month, um, new week, new oh, goals is what I meant to say. So we're getting there. Yes, we are getting there. And I'm a little cold today. I have a shirt on, a sweatshirt, and a sweater. Well, I'm in my usual tank top. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yes, it is another beautiful day here. Um, I actually slept in this morning, which felt good. I've had two good nights in the last probably three months. And I relish them when they come. So I kind of take my time getting up. I did wake up a few times from Jerry Seinfeld trying to, you know, do his thing on the bed and, you know, get into his position. And then Johnny went for the walk and said, are you coming for the walk? I said, no, this morning, I'm not doing my power walk first thing in the morning. I just wanted to, I just wanted to stay in bed a little bit longer. So I did, which that felt good. And sometimes you need to do that. But then I woke up to, of course, computer problems. So that's why I am on a different angle not log in i'm having issues with i got my computer right here but whatever not going to let it distract my day uh today um it's about mindset and you know jan and i are in a in a peculiar way because here we're sharing about mindset and, and setting your set your week up for success and what it takes to do that you got to have a clear mind right and today marks uh exactly one month it was at 8 45 this morning that our dad uh, while he definitely had some big wings on earth, uh, his wings were a little tired and it was time for him to earn his heavenly wings and he did. So exactly a month ago at 8.45 this morning, we celebrate his, his passing and a lot of people handle grief differently. And I actually had someone, I was chatting with someone this morning about that. And she said, well, what do you mean you're, you're celebrating his passing? And I said, well, you know, in reality, we're, we're only on earth for a very short time. And what we learned is that a thousand days is equivalent to one day in heaven. So think about that. If a thousand days, it's in, I think it's Peter's chapter two, if I have it right in the Bible, that 1,000 days is equivalent to one day on earth. So our earthly time is minuscule in the sense of heavenly time. So that is why I look at earth as, you know, it's precious, but if we truly, as our belief leads us to believe in, in our faith, that we live a eternal life in heaven, this is a stepping, earth being on earth is a stepping stone to get to the next journey. So, uh, you know, I look at today as uh, I, I really struggled on day, on week four, which was the Saturday, which would have been exactly four weeks to our dad's passing and definitely was not in a good place. Um, I took that very hard and I thought, well, how am I going to handle the month anniversary? Because all these different firsts are things, a part of the journey, a part of grieving. 
And I decided that I was going to look at it that, you know, his passing as much as it's sad for us that are left behind. I read a great poem called The Train and it really talked about the journey and our parents are with us on that journey, but at some time they need to get off at the station, whatever that time factor may be. And that really helped me open my heart and my mind to celebrate his life, but also celebrate that he's on a new journey. And that's hard. What do you think, Jan? I, I think it's very hard. And, you know, I, I am in the media room where dad spent a lot of his time. This was actually the room where he passed away. We had his, um, hot, the hospital bed in here. And he loved that because <clears throat> you could see, he could see, watch his big screen TV. He loved that TV and getting him, you know, he had so much joy in this room. Um, I do think of him every time I walk through the room, but you know, it's a celebration of his life in the sense that, you know, everything, how we were brought up, who we are today really is a testament to our parents. Um, obviously we're all still going through the grieving process. So mindset for me, it's like, I have to like, you know, you have that reset button. So kind of metaphorically or, or however I'm trying to say it, like instead of just hitting the reset button on a Monday, I'm like pounding on the reset button. I, I think it's a process, obviously we all have to go through, no doubt, right? <laughs> we all do that when we lose somebody we love. You know, it doesn't have to be specifically a parent, but it's the process of giving yourself that opportunity to feel, to mourn their loss, and which kind of helps to bring you forward because we're always going to go forward. We look back because we look at the history and that's the foundation of who we are. So as sad as, as it is for me and for everybody, for all of our family, uh, marking the one month anniversary, <laughs> I'm also very, I'm very, proud of our daddy um, me too I, I i i totally agree with that and you know it's so funny because when he really was and he never really and i think you can agree there were very few moments where he was selfish i mean he just he just wasn't a selfish human being at all but you know that time you know how sometimes you have that <clears throat> moment where you kind of feel sad for yourself or bad for yourself i mean it's just human nature i only saw my dad display that twice and ironically at being 93 years young i only saw that really in the last phases of his life i never saw it when he was younger I never saw it, uh, you know, when we lived under his roof and, you know, all of that. I only saw it twice. The first time when he really absorbed the information from the cardiologist, you know, about how serious his situation was, while he probably knew it subconsciously to actually hear it, not from your family, but to hear it from a medical professor, profession, uh, someone in that field that knows their 
that's their their specialty. And when he came back from that office visit, <clears throat> and he, you know, I asked him. I said, Dad, how did you know? I already knew, but I wanted to feel him out. And I said, Daddy, how how did the appointment go? And I remember sitting at the table, the kitchen table in your kitchen or in his kitchen, and him saying doesn't look too good for me. The future doesn't look too good for me. And I remember his expression and, you know, both of us quickly said, dad, look, we're not focusing on, you know, what's going on in the future. We're going to em embrace today because you are very, very blessed. And we, and we reminded him of all the different blessings that he did have considering the situation that was going on in our country. He was not in a nursing home. He was not in a hospital that he was able to have family come in and out and be surrounded by uh, the things that gave him that great joy, like the TV, being in the meeting room, sitting around that kitchen table. And he quickly got out of it, quickly got out of that moment. And then there was another time it was kind of the same scenario. And this morning when I woke up and I saw a picture of a group of people from New York City that were, they had loved ones that had passed away in that nursing home. And what they did was they took a silver coffin and apparently the governor put out a book about how well he handled the pandemic, Governor Cuomo, and their disdain and not getting answers on their loved ones. And they actually had the coffin and they had book covers, 62, I believe they said 62,000 book covers or 62 book covers. I could have that wrong because I read it so quickly and I just, I, I couldn't read it any longer. Um, really representing each person that, you know, lost their lives in that nursing home due to, you know, the restrictions that he, or mandates that he took, took place. And I, and I read that and I knew, I knew that that was part of, some of what we shared with our father was that you're so blessed you're not in that kind of a situation. Absolutely. And I think that's why you have to, you know, when I saw that and I'm thinking here we're celebrating, you know, it's, it's one month since daddy passed. Yes, we're celebrating that he's on his new journey. We're sad that for us left behind, but how grateful we are as a family that we weren't in that situation and you feel nothing but empathy for those parents and those uh, grandparents that were lost and those poor families that still don't have answers. And I thought, I almost felt bad about even grieving because of, of you know, we always say that no matter how bad things are, there's always someone that's worse off. So don't get stuck in your own pity party for too long, embrace it. And that's the mindset I wanted to put forth to, to all of our viewers today that as bad as you have it, there's always someone else that their journey is going even worse or they're going through an even more difficult, painful time. And I think that's the mindset that you have to kind of push through knowing that as much as your sorrow or your anger or your hurt or whatever you're going through, is weighing down on you and how do I how do I kickstart my week on a better note is you have to realize and embrace that as bad as it is what you're feeling somebody else is going through even a tougher time uh, even a harder time
Right, exactly. And, you know, it brings me to, um, obviously, <laughs> October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, wearing up the pink. And I have a lot of friends and family that, um, you know, unfortunately have been inflicted with, with breast cancer. Um, we've lost two cousins to previously, a brother and sister. Um, I'm not sure how many years they were apart from when one passed to when um, the next one passed. But in any event, you know, we send our heart prayers and sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one due to um, any type of cancer, any type of passing. And to those out there, and I know specifically um, one friend on Facebook, and uh, I always I always try to remember where um, I have my Facebook friends from, like where I met them, and I just for some reason can't recall where I met her, but um, she just recently went through um, a mastectomy, so um, just you know such a terrible thing for anybody to go through. So our hearts and prayer are, are with everyone that has gone through something like that. Um, it is, it's, it's hard and you, and you, so that's why they said the importance of really knowing, um, you know, as much as you have a hard time that somebody else has got it, got it harder than you and, and, you embrace it, you, you don't ignore it. That's the worst thing you can do. If you're feeling icky, don't ignore it. Um, definitely, definitely uh, think about it, but don't let it hold you back from being the best version of yourself that you can be even going through a tough time. So maybe, you know, if Monday, this particular day happens to be a day that's significant in some sort of uh, memory, memorandum, uh, a passing, a bad time, well, don't let that stop you from, from still forging forward with Monday. And, and so maybe you're not as productive today, but you're still gonna go forward knowing that you can get through it. And that's the, you know, what I take away from that. Right. So changing subjects. So this has been happening a lot lately and I'm gonna call it Janice's pet peeves. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay, just got to shake my head. <laughs> a lot of the, you know, as you know, is and especially still in Connecticut, um, to go into a grocery store, you have to wear your mask. And I'm okay with that, but I have to put my mask down a little bit so I can breathe. Otherwise, my glasses fog up and I can't see. And they still have, most grocery stores still have the arrows. Oh, on the uh, um, floor. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, and I get, you know, some people are, are in a hurry and they just don't realize that they're going the wrong way, so to speak. What I found very amusing, but annoying at the same time, <clears throat> is them just coming at you. So, you, and people leaving their carts in the middle of the flipping aisle. So now yeah. I'm going the right way, but I can't get around you. So I say, excuse me. And then they're like, <sighs> like, hello, don't give me attitude. You're the one that's going the wrong way. Like, I, I get it, you know? I think I've maybe done that 
a few times myself. I totally get it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going the wrong way. All right, the next one. Right turn on red except where otherwise indicated. Do people need an invitation or an engraved invitation to take a right turn on red? Hello, I've had my um, license since I was uh, 19, so about 40 years. I just don't get it. Yeah. Um... You know, some people just, you know, they're so distracted when they're in their car. And I think that's part of it. You know, the too busy flipping dials, checking, you know, especially if they're at a stop you know, sign or whatever, they're, they're looking at their phones, they're eating in the car, which is my big pet peeve, but eat, I cannot stand eating in the car. Uh, a, I think I get not nauseous of it. And I don't, I don't know, something about eating in a car freaks me out, but that's my own hang up. I think, you know, what I find, because John and I, you know, have been blessed, we've, we've traveled, you know, quite a bit all, all over the United States, whether it's been driving, flying, then renting a vehicle, the differences in people in different areas, you know, that they're driving really is horrible. So for instance, obviously in New York, you gotta be a little bit more aggressive. Same thing with Boston. Uh, Connecticut area, they tend to hang out in the left lane going 55 miles an hour, which I have no issue that you go 55, but get in the middle lane, don't be in a passing lane, and they will hold you up. New Yorkers, uh, a lot of New Yorkers do that as well, which is, and then you have the other New Yorker that's, you know, it's like Mario Andretti going, you know, through the lanes, which I guess I would be considered a Mario Andretti, because I don't like, John will, John will, will, will drive and, and creep up on them, which freaks me out. So I would rather just Mario Andretti and, and go around them. I don't, I don't want to deal with them. So, and then, you know, now being down South, we noticed on the West Coast in, I don't know if it was the Sarasota. No, it was the Tampa Bay, Tampa area. That's what it was, the Tampa area. And I think Tampa is a culmination of so many transplants. I've never seen such horrific driving, like for us that are, you know, I would consider John and I uh, on the more of the aggressive side. We want to, you know, we just want, we want to get where we're going. Do we have a heavy foot? Sometimes, but I think we're more alert with driving. We're just a little bit more aggressive to try to engage and figure out what the next person is going to do because people drive so kooky. I think Tampa got them all because John and I, like for John, as aggressive as he is, he was even nervous driving in that area. The whole Tampa area just freaked me out. Um, and where we are now in Vero Beach, um, it's definitely, um, it's the, you know, the number one, I guess it's considered the number one, one of the number one retirement areas. Um, so the average age is, is a little bit older. I mean, there are definitely some young families here as well. So it's not just a pit stop of old people because that was the case, you know, I wouldn't be here. However, they tend to, you know, I don't know, lot, lot, you know, they're, they're just, they're looking around and you can actually see them kind of looking around and they're in the left lane. So again, I say, well, move over to the right lane. And the other huge thing around here, John and I really wanted to take a, uh, you know, get, you know, get riding bikes and, and ride. And they definitely have some uh, areas that have some beautiful bicycle lanes. But the way people drive, 
and what we've kind of witnessed, we're like, forget it. Like there, and there's been some some bicycle accidents. So that mm-hmm. kind of freaks me out. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do that. So I think it depends. And those are all pet peeves that I totally embrace. So big question today on a mindset Monday. What is your pet peeve? We all have them. Mine was the person going the wrong way, which I really don't care, but don't give me attitude when I'm trying to get by you. And I'm nice. I say, excuse me. And then you just get the attitude, like whatever, you know, but let us know, you know, have you run into something where, you know, maybe it's similar to what our pet peeves are? Put them in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. So what else do you have on your uh, agenda for today? My agenda today is I am going to get my power walk in, even though I did not get it in early this morning, I am going to get that in. I've got uh, Mondays is always my big day with training. And because I'm playing catch up, I'm really playing catch up. So I trying to add one in, which makes Monday a little bit longer. Uh, Oh, the other thing I wanted to tell everyone, which I don't have um, the name of it right here. And I, I posted it on my own personal page was the the plot to take the president down. I, and, and I may have that name incorrect because I can't, I don't have it in front of me. Excellent, excellent movie. Um, it's $5.99 to rent and you can rent it for 48 hours. And it's on Vimeo, which is V-I-M-E-O. What an excellent movie. It's a documentary, but because of, you know, the three years, four years of, so much going on in in President Trump's presidency, you really got a real understanding because everything's in chronological order as to why we got to where we are. But what what was impactful was as soon as I, as soon as I was done watching it, and then, you know, all this stuff came up about the new emails and that part didn't really surprise me. What so shocked me was I thought, why am I even shocked? Why am I even shocked? Is that now there is uh, evidence that the FBI, Christopher Ray's and the CIA, you know, or at least the FBI had the laptop in question for close to a year or, you know, a lengthy period of time. And definitely during the time that the Senate was going through the impeachment hearings. And I thought, why doesn't they, you know, and I guess I did not realize the uh, the president can only fire, uh, say the director. So he can, he can fire the director of the CIA, I believe, but he definitely can fire the director of the FBI. And he can't go below that. You know, he can put somebody in place that hopefully will clean up because I still believe you know, that's a big question for Americans, whether, you know, t- you know, I'm so, I'm so tired of the Republican Democrat nonsense, you know, let's get to back to being Americans. And these are things that as Americans, we should be questioning, you know, questioning why the FBI had that, which there was evidence of collusion with China and some kickback money um, that definitely had some influence because you know, if Joe Biden wasn't running, it still would be an issue, but then it's a separate issue. But this is a man that's currently running for the current office of the presidency. That's why it's relevant. People are like, well, you know, that happened in, you know, two years ago. It's relevant because he's running. And in addition, 
it was like deja vu because Schiff, Adam Schiff came out and made a statement saying in regards to this, what's coming out, oh, this is just, this is Russian collusion. And I thought, there he goes again, <clears throat> you know, the same narrative. And we, while Russia has always tried to interfere with our elections, the new enemy, you know, or the bigger enemy is China. And now you've got all this information that maybe Biden could be exposing China, China could be exposing them. And this is the man that's running. In addition, we don't even have to go out of our own country. Our own big techs are trying to rig our election. So these are things that are not a Republican issue and not a Democrat issue. These are American issues that Americans should be questioning. You've got Twitter, you've got IG, you've got, which is Instagram, you have Facebook that are censoring and that censorship, the equation that comes out of it is rigging an election. So while yes, we have outside entities, we've got them in our own backyard. Like people should be outraged by this. And I definitely agree with the president talking about changing that one with 230, whatever it's called, some statute regarding you know, governing these bodies. Of, you, know, you don't want government, big government to come in there, but you definitely got to correct some of this stuff. So while people are too busy focusing on other things and, and getting so hung up with the Democrat versus the Republican, we should be coming together as Americans and asking those questions, why the FBI had that laptop for that long and did not let any didn't let anyone know because that would have been an intricate part of the proceedings. Why uh, is the FBI still has so many people in the deep state within them that, 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 that whole FBI needs to be gutted out. I do not trust the FBI and no one should, especially as Americans. CIA, same, same thing. And demanding that these social media platforms clean up their act because they are the enemy right now. They are trying to rig elections. And who knows, maybe because we're saying that, they may take, our, take, our, take our post down, who knows? No, oh, absolutely. Too much censorship going on. So what does everybody feel about censorship? Put your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, Mindset Monday. You never know where your mind's going to take you. If you need a break, you should take a break. And I might just do that myself today, at some point today, for sure. So reporting to you live from the circle in North Haven, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva on that heart rate monitor, along with two sisters. And this is Carol Smith, AKA Naughty Boss, live from Vero Beach. I would say it's a little partly cloudy, um, but you know, the, the days are kind of, sometimes they're sunny and then there's a little rain and then the clouds and the sun comes back out again. I'm just happy to see palm trees and Loving, loving uh, this area. Absolutely love it. We've been here almost a year and we're enjoying it. So you guys have a great Monday. Uh, regardless of where your mindset goes, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And when I say be kind to others, is you don't know where their mindset may be. Maybe they're, maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're, they're having a tough time. So if we all just live by the golden rules, we'd be a lot happier, right? Peace out, guys. Have a great Monday. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.